Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Real spoilers powered by reviewstl.com. Warning. The following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example. Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 315. I feel like that should I, mean something. I know. It does like, seem significant, and I don't know why. I used to get out of school. There you go. Uh, we went to Catholic schools. We didn't, I, or I did. I didn't get out at three. We always got out at weird times. Hmm. Like 2.55 or 3.15. Yep. Yeah, it was weird. Huh. We also had to wear funny clothes. So uh, <laughs> we are a wounded beast this week. We are down two. Did Dan enlist? Yeah. <laughs> National he's, Guard? He's or? off gallivanting, I do believe. Oh. And then... And then uh, Joe is out uh, still working doubles because of the protests in St. Louis. Mm. So we'll go around the table quickly. Oh, I'm Kevin. That's Tom. Okay. So, and, but then we have a guest. So Brad has Hi. joined us. Uh, he came in with a big bag of money for all the leap refunds. <laughs> I yeah. Did not have that. We figured while he was here, dropping <laughs> yeah, it off. Like that... you can just leave the cash here. And then that way, when people swing by to pick up the refund, we'll just put in. When we run out of money, we'll let you know. And you can come back. And replenish. Just do like a weekly drop, like a cash truck at the bank, you know? Just Yeah. We'll keep a strict accounting. We'll have them sign receipts, and I mean, it'll it's all in the up and up. Yeah. I got nothing. And that's a write-off. <laughs> I'm going to get I, out of this. I'm pretty sure you can write that off. Like, that's a refund to give in. Yeah, you just so, you start an LLC, LLC my and it becomes like a tax write-off. Yeah, so all that mileage. Keep track of your mileage driving over here with the money. Yeah, we're, yeah, do, we're doing you a favor. Yeah. You I'll, should, start a, I'll start a petition on... Uh, on the League of Show Shares, if you've seen it, and then we'll hammer out the details. Okay, you should. Yeah, you should be thanking us, really. So, uh, um, I guess before we dig in, uh, shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. It helps us tremendously. We have a review. Oh, we have a new review coming right at you. This review is from Tub Thumping Empress. Oh wow! So <laughs> is she the heir to the? The uh, Chumbawamba Fortune? To the Chumbawamba Fortune, correct, wow. yes. So, uh, Congratulations. There's not much left, though. They spent <laughs> it all on a vodka drink and a lager <laughs> drink. And a cider drink, cider I think. drink, yep. yeah. I mean, it just, it just, they just drank it all. I up. think they started off... I mean, shouldn't they have started off with the cider drink because it's lighter? Like, go to the harder drinks later once you're, you know... I think maybe they're trying to, like... 
ramp back down. See, oh, they start off crazy. Wow. And now they're trying to pace themselves. It's like a hair of the dog type thing. Correct. Like they've gotten crazy and they're okay, I like yeah. it. De escalating the situation. Precisely. Nice. So uh the subject line on this review says a good old time. Uh, I decided to give this podcast a listen after seeing it and wanting to hear some reviews. I tend to be a bit particular about podcasts, so I didn't get to listen to as many reviews as I wanted, but this podcast never once gave me pause. Uh, P-A-U-S-E, mm. not like she didn't... Not rock dog. Transmorph <laughs> into a... Yeah. Uh, this is a truly wonderful podcast. The personalities are witty, fun, and very knowledgeable on the topics they cover. Plus, whenever a podcast features some good trivia sprinkles throughout, it's just golden. These guys are a joy to listen to. So thank you. Oh, that thanks, was, Mom. That was, yeah, <laughs> that was very nice of her. So uh, I'm assuming it's a her because it said Empress. Right. Yeah, I mean... I mean, we're not judging it's sure just you could be both either way yeah, yeah. uh so uh also don't forget uh you can go to our facebook page facebook.com slash real spoilers and while you're there you could join the league of show sharers people who were kind enough to share the show with a friend and or loved one this week uh librarian cynthia bud vogelton jason herndon chris james jason weesey lane levanway griffin foxsmith zach bach well, it's weird to say your name. You're sitting here, and you shouldn't get to say. I shouldn't have to say your. You you're excluded. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's like when people share their own episode. You don't right. count. You shared an episode yeah. you were on. I don't. I'm not giving you credit for that. Uh, Richard Lawson, Cherry Vondelores musings. The, wow. I think this is the same uh, girl last week who had the the name that we weren't sure how to pronounce. But I think she must change her. Facebook name oh. frequently or something because it's just to the, screw us up. I don't know. The pictures look, <laughs> I, the, I think it was the same person based on the pictures, but there was a totally different name. Is so. it like a poetry page or a person, a poet? Is it musings like they're a, I don't, I don't know. Cause like I, since I'm not friends, I really can't oh, see, okay. but the, the pictures look like she does cosplay and stuff. Oh, cool. If she doesn't do cosplay. That was a really mean thing to say. But, oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully she does cosplay or I'm a real dick. No, I think, I think I remember when we saw the, the like or the share the first time. Yeah. I think it was a cosplayer. Yeah, she was. I'm not saying. The profile was of a cosplayer. I wasn't calling her an it. Let's be clear, right? Like the profile, yes. was was where the yes. pronoun had attached. Gotta be careful nowadays. Yeah. I mean, you saw that Mel Brooks interview. And, yeah, you know, <laughs> talking about the politically correct culture, and it's just sad that we even think that way. I mean, we're tending to joke. We don't really care, but yeah. the fact that we think in that manner that we might offend someone by saying something that is totally not to, meant to be offensive is just a, a clue that the pronouns are a hate crime. Yes. Yeah. So uh, other people that share Tammy. German Powers, Dustin at Nerds at Night Gaming, Travis Tewitt, Chris Sanders, Brent Smith, uh, Brandon Coleman, Tom Comiskey, Julianne Jordan, and Chris Delay. So uh, I believe that's a new one, right? Yeah. So Dan will send you. Yes, your he'll, he'll send you an MP3 of your welcome song. I always was feel there, bad when people share for the first time and Dan's not here to. Yeah, was there not Troy? I talked to Troy. The news. Uh, well, if his privacy settings are. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and this is a good time to revisit that. Like, so uh, if you share the show and you don't hear your name mentioned, uh, it's probably because of your privacy settings. So if you have your privacy settings on lockdown, which hey, <laughs> I got an ex-wife, I get it, uh, but <laughs> it can prevent. If I'm not friends with you on Facebook, then I won't see that you that you shared it so and i think what a lot of people do in the league is they set the share the post to public like you don't have to unlock your whole profile it's not like change your entire right. life for us that but if you post it you can just go to the little drop down on facebook and instead of like it usually is defaulted to share with friends and family just make it public just that post 
but you know you don't have to do that for everything so don't right. worry about that but if you want your name read either you got to be tom's friend on facebook or you have to make your post public right and well, you can always just friend me at facebook.com slash tom o'keefe like i like it's unless your profile picture makes you look like a chechen hooker <laughs> Like then, there's like a fifty-fifty chance. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, yeah, you like, don't just automatically decline those. No, but, no, no. Yeah. I just I want to make sure that they're real. <laughs> yeah, right. Hookers. I don't want the it's fake, the fake ones. ones. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, maybe it'll work out next week when Dan's back and he'll actually get a song. It could be. <laughs> Fingers <laughs> be crossed. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, I guess that is uh, all your shameless plugs. We will now turn our eyes to the box office. Kevin has his abacus at the ready. Kevin, I do, Tom, and it is one of those weeks once again. It doesn't happen that often, but sometimes we get a movie that's number one that came out and it is the movie of the day well we usually do have a movie that's number one we're pretty but, good about but that it. just came out you know it's yeah. like 50 50 the slow time has i think we've been a little more used to the slow time where right. it's like wow it and it's third week and whatever spider-man homecoming and it's right. 12th week <laughs> yeah. you know, like you know at the top but today it's kingsman the golden circle the movie of the day it opened to an estimated 40 million dollars and that is on a 104 million dollar budget so they really stepped the budget up on this one um, and spent it in all the wrong places. <laughs> well, we'll get into that one a little bit later. But uh, the first one did open to $36 million, so this is a bigger opening, but not by very much, especially with how beloved the, the first one was. Right. I would have expected a larger opening. So Yeah, and I know it hasn't been getting good reviews, but I would think if you're a Kingsman fan, yeah. you would write that off. This like, is immune to... Uh, right, this, right. this movie should be immune to reviews. Because I would think most critics probably didn't like the first one so if like you said if you if you liked the first one and you know uh i don't know i'm trying to think of a famous a.o scott at the new york times tells you that this is a bad movie you're like go screw yourself a.o scott you don't get it man yeah. so it's like i i wouldn't think the reviews would affect the box office on a film like this so yeah i don't know what that means i'm not yeah i'm, I'm really not sure why that's such a weak opening especially with i i know that uh you know we've had some big movies like it but that was three weeks ago i think last weekend was kind of light and the weekend before that i believe was kind of light like we've had some light weekends i would think people would be clamoring for a good action movie this demo's young this demo's male so they're just a top tier movie goer and i wouldn't think even though it, it still had a great weekend but this fan base if they wanted to see it they've already seen it sure like they it's been out for what this is his third week, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So like they they've already seen this movie, like that yeah. that movie. Like yeah, it shouldn't be stealing people away from this. Not at this point, uh, no. I, no. So uh, it's interesting. So we'll see what it does in the following weeks, especially with the reviews that are coming out. But uh, it, we'll have to wait and see. Number two, it. Speaking of it, uh, Stephen King's it. That is. I hate the name. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I hate the name well, of this movie. You know what? It's a perfect. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is a perfect example. I say it's so hard to talk about, but someone on Facebook posted the other day. They said, you know, I'm going out to dinner and then going to see it. And they lowercased it. It wasn't even a capital. Right. It. They just typed it and, and probably their phone automatically. When you write right. it, it's not going to capitalize. Yeah. Right. And so it, it really did. T- it This post really did. T- I'm going to try to <laughs> say it without saying it. Right. It's hard. This post really took me a second to understand what they were talking about because I, you know, especially without quotes or italicized or capitalization or or Stephen King's it yeah. or something, yeah. yeah. But going to see it, period. And I was like, what are they going to see? And I thought, oh, they're going to see the movie. Yeah. It. I don't think the publisher would have ever let him name the book that in if it had come out after Google. Yeah. I think they would have been like, sure. no way in hell are you naming a book after a, a pronoun 
in the age of internet searches. Right. There's no way. And we talked about they I think they are clever with their algorithms and they've they've done a little better, but still you would want to make it as easy as possible when you're searching for a movie title. Right. Not to have to hunt around for you know, through a sea of different things that aren't the movie. So yeah, it's it it's interesting, I'll just say it. It's it's very hard. Try to talk and describe it without saying it that's not the movie title and it's right. almost impossible if you're not thinking about it. So but uh, it made $29.5 million, which was a 51% drop in week three. So still making a ton of money. And that's third week, only $10 million less than Kingsman. That's crazy. So $265.8 million domestic and overseas, it has almost $200 million now. So we're, wow. ta- we're talking about $450 million on a $35 million budget, almost half a billion dollars in three weeks. There's no so- way they saw that coming. No, and, and again, think, we... I think they knew they had a hit, yeah. but I don't think they saw that they had a juggernaut. Yeah, I, I agree, and we we talked about it many times. We've mentioned since the first trailers, we all knew that it would be huge, but never... I didn't think in three weeks it would make half a billion dollars. Like, that is stellar. But it deserves every penny of it. Yeah. That's the thing. If you're talking about movies making a ton of money, this one is... It's also interesting how often the studios are like... Oh, we have to make this movie PG thirteen, like Dark Tower, right? You know, and here's a perfect example of you don't. If you just make the good movie, the more often than not, there are certainly exceptions to the rule of good movies that fall through the cracks. But more often than not, if you just make the movie properly, people will find it. Right, absolutely. So good for that one. I'm I'm really happy that it's making money. Number three, another new movie this weekend. There actually, I believe, were six new movies this weekend. So this was not a light weekend for <laughs> film at all. But uh, finally, another kids movie, aside from, I think, was it Leap? That was the only one out for a while, right? Yeah, I believe so. That was so. the one that I think was just making money by default. Yeah. But the Lego Ninjago movie. So this is uh, produced by people that were involved with the Lego movie and the Lego Batman movie. So Chris McKay, I believe, was a producer on this one. So it's, it's got that same kind of pedigree. And it made $22 million opening weekend. So, you know, it's nothing like a, a Disney movie opening. But still, I don't know that these movies have a huge budget. So no. $22 million for the Lego Ninjago movie. I feel like that's probably okay. I mean, yeah, and I think it make it definitely helps that overall brand. I mean, I know I was when the kids are looking at Legos, I'm like Ninjago. Pff. Yeah, yeah, like that's you know right. right. I didn't you're, even know this was a thing. Until yeah, this week. When I, whenever I see the Lego Ninjago stuff, I'm like, no, your your dad has a job. We can get the good Legos. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it is a uh, obviously they have Lego sets. The the whole point of any of these things is to sell Lego sets. But they have what? Yeah, right. These aren't artistic. They purely are, artistic it's endeavors. Crazy. Except, I seriously think the Lego Batman movie is one of the best Batman films of all time. I love that movie. But but in general, these things are uh, just like Transformers. The show was meant to sell the toys. They're That's, more than meets the eye. Yeah, exactly. And and we'll get in depth into that one day. But I we don't have time for the art uh, discussion. So, but they have the uh, Lego sets, of course, and then they also have a show, which I think you can watch a season or two on Netflix. So this is so. Does the show like the so the I've seen the trailers for the movie, and it definitely is following the the Lego cinematic universe. It feels weird to say that out loud, um, <laughs> right? But it, there's a there's a comedic tone that these Lego movies have had. Does the Lego show? have that same tone do we know i think they try to replicate it so i've seen a few 
yeah, I've seen a few episodes of it. I watched it with Ryan. This was a couple years ago now, but I, I think they, they joke around. The characters try to be funny. Like they have a sensei, sensei, the, the ninjas have a sensei and he looks kind of like a Mr. Miyagi type, if I can remember correctly. But you know, the kids, the ninjas who are kids, they do silly stuff. And then, you know, it's like, he's like, well, oh, and, these kids, you know, it's funny. The they're, Lego movies are very, they're very meta and they're very yeah. self-aware. Is the show like that? Yeah. I mean, they, uh, it's not as much as the films, right. but I still think that they do things like that. I mean, gotcha. so they, they try to keep the tone fairly consistent. So yeah, and this this has a lot of stars though. I think uh isn't Kumail Nanjani in this? Uh Jackie Chan plays the the sensei. I think the guy I was talking about. It's Jackie Chan, Justin Thoreau, Dave Franco, Olivia Munn, Michael Pena, and then I, I feel like Kumail Nanjani's in it. Um I think he has to with that last name. It sounds so similar to Ninja, right? <laughs> yeah, like you so kinda have to. His last name is practically Ninjago. Yeah, exactly. I I think he may own stock in it. So I you know it's got a lot of names in it and it's a, a property that I think kids do follow up because it has a television show so uh, you know maybe this is one that will stick around if there's not another kids movie and it might make twenty million this weekend and it might make fifteen next so we may they may end up making a, a decent amount of money off this one so well and that's a secondary Lego property as well yeah and they own it outright don't they you mean like like they had to license batman obviously right but they created ninjago sure, yeah. right it's their it's lego's thing you know i mean i i don't know the exact technicalities but it is not something that existed and then they licensed it as in whoever created it either it was lego or someone with lego originally right so, so they get to they don't have to they don't have to share that money sure exactly so uh we'll see what happens in the following weeks but 22 million on a budget that is not listed and uh we'll see Number four, American Assassin. That's a movie that none of us saw, but Brad actually saw it. It was just uh, okay to me. Keaton was the best part. I think that's what I told you when I talked to you about it. But I just I didn't care about the main character at all. Um, that's the, the kid from the Maze Runner series. Correct. Yeah, and that was what one of my friends was really excited about was him getting a new franchise to uh, to be a part of because this could be more than just one movie. But oh, I see. I just. I didn't care. Like the the very beginning scene of it was so unsettling to me that like it kind of wavered me off a little bit and then throughout the movie So just, just just to recap the opening scene, I don't know what happens in the opening scene, but the opening scene was unsettling, but you love the movie where they ate a baby. <laughs> yeah, yes or no that yeah. was in the last five minutes of it's a that yes movie. or no question <laughs> yeah it's a, yeah no, uh, i did you, yes. yeah your honor permission to treat <laughs> permission to treat as a hostile witness yes or no you like the movie where they ate at a baby. that point <laughs> yeah i got nothing on that no but, I'm just, and i'm just teasing like my, honestly my problem wasn't the baby eating yeah <laughs> no because they're, they're delicious <laughs> so going back to american assassins so are there good action sequences in it or i mean yeah what, there, there was some good parts you know, I I don't I just I really don't remember much of it. I, I was so <laughs> yeah, fair Does the logo look exactly like Assassin's Creed? Because it looked like they're. Do you notice the font and the coloring of the logo? It's like because the movie had Assassin in it, they made the logo look like Assassin's Creed. I'd have to see it again. I yeah. I don't I the don't game recall. series. I mean, I right. obviously the movie uses similar as well, but the games have like the red font and the the silver font or whatever. And like I noticed that they used it. I'm like, really? Can they do that without getting sued? Like that seems like such a rip yeah, off. There are all sorts of things you can do from a graphic design standpoint that will be evocative of a logo without yeah. actually being the lo- logo so yeah. like working at the family arena we did some shows with cinematic titanic mm-hmm. which are the guys a lot of the guys from mr science theater 3000 so this is in that fallow period before it came back with the huge kickstarter and so they were allowed to say featuring the 
creator and original cast of Mystery Science Theater 3000. They could say that, but they couldn't use the logo. Okay. And so uh, I had my friend Mark Jackson, who uh, actually created the Real Spoilers logo, right? Um, I had him, I told him I wanted a logo that looked like that would be, that would create the impression that I had used the Mystery Science Theater 3000 logo, but if you put them side by side, it was not the Mystery Science Theater 3000 yeah. logo. Because, I, you know, obviously, people that, a lot of people didn't know, we, we did like w- one of the, I think ours was like the third ever Cinematic Titanic show, sure. and the first, the first one was like a private show for ILM, and then the other one was like in their hometown of Minneapolis. So like we were their f- kind of test market of a hard ticket show where they didn't have a built-in crowd. Yeah. And so I'm like, we really got to spoon feed to people what this is. And so I had to get all the artwork that we created approved, so I sent it over to Joel, and and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like, you can't use the Mystery Science Theater 3000 logo. Oh, that's funny. And so that's his logo. This is Joel. This is like, Joel, right. like the Joel from Mystery Science Theater. And I was, this and isn't I, Joel Podston. Right. Like, this yeah. is. And, uh, and I was like, no, no, no. I'm like, put them side by side, and you'll see that they're not the same logo. And when you put them side, they looked nothing alike. Oh, and he's great. like... Holy cow! He's like that was crazy. He's like I I was like oh my god they're gonna get so mad at us and he's like but you're right they're not the same thing at all and I'm yeah. like not at all and so I like I wonder if you put them side by side how similar or if they played that kind yeah, of mind game no, with you. Yeah, I wonder. I'll, I I don't really care to look yeah. into it, but, <laughs> but you're right. It's, it could be very possible. But if whenever, you were to do the work to put them together, I would look at it. But I'm not. Yeah, going right, to exactly. But I'm not going to be that person. Exactly. Yes. But thank you for the thought. I mean, that is an interesting point. Uh, so anyway, American Assassin, six million dollars in week two. It is now around twenty-six million dollars on a thirty-three million dollar budget, six million overseas. So you know, it's just about made its money back. See, uh, if they want to make more monies overseas, they should change the name to American Assassinated. <laughs> and, then, and then the other countries would be like, "Now that's a movie I'd go see." Talk talk about uh, making America look bad. Uh, this movie. That we're going to talk about today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we'll get into it next episode, but geez, <laughs> it doesn't make us look too good. I it think, does not. I think that might have been a social commentary. But uh, anyway, number five, Home Again. That's the movie where Reese goes home again, right? So I've been told. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, if, if you want to see uh, Linnea's review, join the League of Show Shares and <laughs> you can read it there. But uh, Home Again brought in $3.4 million, a 34% drop. So a small drop for that one. 22.5 million domestic and uh, no money overseas on that, but it only had a $12 million budget. So uh, it's made, it's honestly made just about as much money as American assassin with a third of the budget. So mathematically that works out a bit better for them. <laughs> number six mother. So look at that. It dropped to number six in week two, as we all predicted it would 3.2 million is a 58% drop. Okay, but I got to say this. Yeah. I, I really think they're steering into the skid yeah. by embracing the the F cinema score because for a movie that has that lousy of word of mouth to only drop 58%. True. Is that's that, that's not that bad of a drop. No, that's true. Considering 
the horrible word of mouth. On the sure. Phone. No, I mean, if you, yeah, if you add up all the evidence presented here, it, it, it really isn't as bad as it could have been. But, you know, when you have a, a good movie, when you have a movie that people love, critics, audiences, everything, you can have a movie be number one for several weeks in a row or stay around number two. And, you know, this is... Oh, sure. This is not what they had hoped for. Right. No, <laughs> but, you're right. It could, yeah. it could be worse. It's just we all knew it would take a big drop, though, yeah. because there's no way that after the word of mouth, that thing was going to stay up. I, I honestly thought the drop would have been bigger than 58%. Really? Like out I mean, of the top 10. Because there's a lot of hits that come out and, and drop 58% in week two. Sure. Now, dropping 58% in week two when you made $140 million in week one right. is a lot different than dropping 58% when you made $7 million sure. in week one. But, but still... <laughs> Based on how much vitriol has been thrown at this film, um, I really thought we would have seen it drop like 65 or 70 percent. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll make back their budget someday. Right now they're uh, in sixth place for the week and they've made one third of their budget back. And, you know, of course, they only get about a third to half of that money. So uh, they got a bit to go. Well, I mean, I think... uh, They'll make it back on the merchandising and the toys. <laughs> oh, you think so? Yeah, and I was just like the- <laughs> I was just at Whole Foods the other day, and there was mother themed edible gummy babies. <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing: at least you didn't make a salsa joke. Yeah, here's the thing: if you're gonna get the gummy babies, right, spend the extra money, get the ones that have just a little bit of juice inside. That's what that's what I recommend. Dan is not here, and neither is his maraca. So there will be lots of baby jokes. Twenty-four minutes in, baby. Okay, just a just a note for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in at well, let's see. Does mother have any money overseas? Yes, it has seven million dollars overseas. So don't count out the overseas crowd. It has so it's about eighteen or twenty million total. So. There's that. We're getting there. Yep. It, it's getting there slowly but surely. Number seven, Friend Request. Uh, that is another new film. And wow, opening to number seven. I, I would have thought it would have opened a little higher. And Brad, you actually saw that film. Yeah, it doesn't deserve to be any higher than what it's really at. that no. bad. Yeah, and, but you said that uh, there's a review on ReviewSTL.com if you want the full thing. But you said that it kind of had you at one point, though it had potential. At, at the beginning, I thought it was kind of creative, and um, I think looking back on it, the audience that I watched it with made it more thrilling than it actually was. Were you at the screening on Tuesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was at the same screening. Oh. That that really? crowd. Yeah, that crowd was eating that movie up. Yeah, they really, really were. And and uh, um. Way more than a lot of horror movies I've seen lately, like Annabelle or something. Like yeah. they were really, they were really into it. And I, uh, I think I'm a little kinder to the film than you are. But it's not a good movie. But it's, I mean, and the I, I said on the radio that in the same way that your children use French fries as a ketchup delivery system, this is a jump scare delivery system. Okay, and so um, it's not the story that surrounds it is kind of meh. And there was a moment when it could have been kind of clever in a millennial kind of way. And but it just really never I didn't got over the hump. But the jump scares and jump scares were on point. I liked them. The jump. And I don't like jump scares, but they were good. They were effective. There were a couple of them that really got me. Yeah. You know, I don't usually jump like that. So isn't there another movie that was a social media horror film that came out a year or two ago? Unfriended. Unfriended. I think this exists because Unfriended did so well. So, okay, if I were to do a blind man synopsis, that's a callback we haven't talked about in a long time. That is. If I had a horror movie and it was called Friend Request, what I would guess is that 
these students, these high school kids, are receiving a mysterious friend request, and whoever is getting the friend request is dying. And maybe the the pictures posted on social media is of their deaths. What is this movie about? I have no idea. It's kind of sort of they're in college and there's there's this girl that has no friends in real life or on Facebook. She sends a friend request and then she just gets really kind of clingy. Very clingy. Yeah. And so she's and she's like what a 50 year old thinks a goth teenager these days looks (laughs) like. So like that's kind of sad. But uh, uh, and so then the 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 heroine of the film unfriends her and then the, the girl gets really mad and commit suicide oh. and uh but then basically haunts her from the grave uh, by yeah. basically embarrassing her on social media like that well, and you see a and killing her of her friend uh the main character's friends list drop like throughout the movie they'll bring up her entire friend count and oh. you see it start dwindling down because Thrilling. her goal is to make her feel lonely and have no friends like she did yeah mm. So and now I, that we're sitting here talking about it, I'm thinking that the title of this movie should have been Unfriended because well, it's based. I know it can't be, yeah, but, <laughs> they beat but out of the punch. it's what it's what provokes like the whole rest yeah. of the story is by unfriending her. I don't. I never saw the first one, so I can't. I can't compare it. Yeah, no. I, 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 Unfriend, I, and Unfriended was clever because like it. You know, we talk about found footage movies. This right. was basically was a, like the a, movie was entirely kind of on Skype. Yeah, it was oh. them talking to each other on video chat, and so and so. You, at some point, you might have five or six windows going simultaneously of them all talking to each other while things are happening in the background of one. And so, like, I'm making it sound a lot better than it was. Yeah. It was but there was some creative, but, but there was some and it. some and some really stellar editing hmm. and continuity work. You know, right so. to have something happen in one video and to film it right. happening at the same time or whatever. Yeah, I mean that that does take some skill. So anyway, uh, yeah, friend request if you want to go see it. Uh, number seven with just under two million dollars, and uh, I don't believe it has any money overseas. No, it had a ten million dollar budget though, so it's not. Uh, Should it have money overseas? Because didn't it come out last year in Germany? I, th- I think it was a German film, and this is a, an American remake. Ah. Oh, is is what there was a German movie first. Okay. As I think, you know, and that this is the the American version okay, of it. Okay, gotcha. All right, I thought it had a release early. Because if you look it up on, on IMDb, it says it has a release date of 2016. Yeah. Oh, maybe so I'm I mistaken. It, I, I, I heard somebody talking that it was German, but I thought it was a German. Yeah, actually, if the numbers are correct, going to Box Office Mojo, it looks like it was released in 10 countries overseas in 2016. And it made two point four million in Germany. It made two point one million in the UK. And you know, I'm just quickly adding up the totals. Of the other one, about three million in the other countries combined. So it already had made almost ten million dollars last year. So it looks like they just bought it and re-released it here. Right. That's so weird. That's a free two million dollars opening weekend for something from a year ago. So yeah, that. Yeah. This is so weird. Like, why yeah. would you? Why would you roll out the movie in Germany first, an English language film? Right. Like yeah. I. I mean, I guess it maybe is a. Maybe it is a German film, but still English language. And someone uh, thought, well, maybe a distributor bought it or the American rights, and just thought, well, yeah, it's free money. It's found money. So. Yeah. Or they took notes from Leap. Who did the same thing, <laughs> right? That, no, I mean, it clearly wasn't dubbed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, hmm. yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. So anyway, uh, yeah, well, now that we're talking about it just being free money, that doesn't seem so bad. <laughs> Number seven with $2 million. Number eight, The Hitman's Bodyguard. Jeez, talk about them sticking around still. $1.8 for that one is only a 48% drop in week six. 
thirty or I'm sorry, seventy three point five million domestic so far, and it has another seventy about seventy one point five overseas. So I mean that one's you know approaching the hundred and fifty million worldwide on a thirty million dollar budget. That's I mean that's a decent amount. Yeah, I think that's and especially the way it just keeps kind of chugging along. It does. It, it, it's one that is sticking around and and just doesn't seem to go away. And I guess again, rated R comedies. We have a lot of horror films, especially around this time of the year. But if you want to see a, a rated R comedy, that's pretty much it. So. Yeah. Well, it's not it. It's the Hitman's <laughs> Bodyguard, but you know what? Right. I mean. <laughs> yes. Damn you, it. Right. Screwing us up. Where it's going to take a long time before we can forget that that movie exists. Number nine, Stronger. What is that? 1.5 million. It's a sequel to uh, Strong. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I, that's clever how they did that. It was. Yeah, I, that was really good. Uh, did anyone see that? No, I, I honestly don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, you're telling me it's not really the sequel to Strong? Damn Sorry, you. I, you're, I tricked you. Oh, you tricked me so much. Me and uh, my trickery. Yeah, well, it's uh, Jeff Bowman loses both of his legs when... T- oh, it's the Boston Marathon movie. Jeff Bowman loses both of his legs when two bombs explode during the Boston Marathon on April 15th, 2013 after a week. So I guess it's kind of a prequel to Patriot, Patriot's Day. Oh, would it be? It would be a sequel to Patriot's Day. Or I guess a prequel. Oh, this... Well, Patriot's Day was the Boston Marathon movie, yeah. right? So this, well, this would... I guess it would run concurrently. Yeah. I guess, depending on how far the story goes. Uh, after regaining consciousness in the hospital, Jeff is able to help law enforcement identify one of the suspects, but his own battle is just beginning. Yeah, I, I think I saw a trailer for this. This is Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, he, he's a great actor. I, I don't, He actually cut his legs off for this movie. Yeah, I mean, he's... Well, he's not Jared Leto. Let's not go... Yeah. You know, he's not that much of a... You man. don't want to know what, they, what the actors and mother did. <laughs> Surprised Jared Leto wasn't in that movie. I mean, that would be a perfect. He played I mean, the baby. <laughs> oh, <is> that, <laughs> he did. He, he really the, went method. He played. He the reverse baby. aged himself to yes. a baby and then let them, and then let them eat him. And then when they <laughs> him out, that was his performance of it's the like, Joker. <laughs> <that's> a, <laughs> wow. Spot on. Yeah, oh that's just gosh, the movie perfect. had a delayed release. So, wow. Sometimes eating a baby will cause a delayed release. They can, they can, <laughs> they can log you up. No, I think it's all the infamil. You don't want one that's been fed infamil. <laughs> that's where that's where it gets you. So I think Requiem for a Dream is one of Darren Aronofsky's best films. I love that movie. It's from two thousand. Can, can you really love Requiem it's for a Dream? Tough to watch. You can admire but I love it. Requiem I mean, for yeah. a Dream, but I don't know that you can love. Yeah, Requiem no. For a Dream. I mean, it's not like one like Friday night. Like, oh, let's watch Requiem for a Dream. But I mean, yeah. as a fan of film, it's like a, it like, is a fantastic. We yes. should do that sometime for, for a special episode. <laughs> the best movie you'll never watch right. again. Like I, Requiem for a Dream, Schindler's List. Like the right. you know, like movies that were like really good and but like no yeah it's just really tough to to sit down and right take a second bite at that apple but that movie was 17 years ago and one of his best films and it was only his second feature he ever made and he doesn't use jared leto it's just interesting i would think that someone that you know would he doesn't is he 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 doesn't have a a troop yeah he doesn't seem to be one of those directors that has a troop that you know like in the same way that you know Robert Altman did right. or, or Scorsese, Scorsese, Scorsese or, yeah I mean he uh, he doesn't seem to yeah. keep going back to the same no people. it's it's it really is true it's just he's such a good actor he's an Oscar winning actor now and I I would just think that with him being in one of his first it was his first you know big release pie was pretty art house and pie got him noticed but it certainly exactly. was not 
on yeah. the average film goers radar. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if I'll, I wonder if I'll ever use Leto again. I mean, down the road, if there's some project where. But anyway, well, he almost did a Batman movie, right? Yeah, that's right. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he, year one. Yeah, he was yeah. Uh, he was going to be. I thought think that would have been amazing. Yeah, you know, uh, it's terrible if you read it. Oh, is they it? They changed the year one story. Go, you can look it up. I mean, I won't do it now. Maybe I'll share it on the League of Show Shares. But look up what Aronofsky's year one is. The reason it didn't get made was because he wanted to change so much stuff, and they're just like, no, Batman was going to eat a baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's been trying to do this for a while yeah, now. He's like, like, hear me out. Batman eats a baby. What do you think? And they were like. Right no this thanks. way, sir. <laughs> They're like, you know Robin? You know how he adopts Robin in the comics? What if he <laughs> eats Robin? <laughs> um, okay, uh, real quick, since we have time, we're almost through the top ten, and we're only 30 minutes into this thing. I'm going to tell you the differences between the year one comic, which is a Frank Miller comic. Yes. It's a really good comic from before. Heard of it. Yes. Yeah. Before, but for the listeners, not for yeah. you. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is a Frank Miller comic, a really good uh, story about Batman becoming Batman, basically. Here's the differences between that comic and Aronofsky's film. <clears throat> After Bruce Wayne's parents are shot, Bruce loses his fortune and becomes homeless. Alfred's character changed to an African-American man named Little Al, who runs an auto repair shop and asks as, acts as Bruce's mentor. Well, I mean, we, I gotta pump the brakes right there. So you take, you in, in an effort to increase the minority representation in your film, you took the manservant and made him black. But he's Little Al now, and he runs an auto shop. <laughs> I'm sure it's probably Little Al, right? <laughs> well, this was maybe around the time of Little John and the East Side Boys. It was a, you know. It was a fairly popular. Uh, it's still time. around. Though. Oh, sure. Lil Uzi Vert just had oh. the number one album in the country. There you go. So there, there you go. go. Bruce- I know you didn't expect me to bust that out, did you? <laughs> right. Didn't know that. Uh, can you bust out some rhymes? No. Just- oh, okay. I'm di- I'm, I gave that up when I moved out of North County. Okay. <laughs> Pretty were, street, though. The, the, the story of Eminem and 8 Mile, that was actually based-, based on me. He stole it all. He's wow. still, he stole all of that from me. Wow. There yeah. should be an Oscar in this room. There should be. There should. I, I, was, I was robbed. Bruce doesn't travel the world. He instead reads books on various types of combat and practices them. I'm, <laughs> I'm, picture, I'm picturing that, that kid on the internet that had the, yeah, the katana sword. The lightsaber? No, the, Star Wars. the sword oh. kid. That, or was it the, the sword or was it the sticks? Light- he like he was hitting jugs of water. Well, no, he had a big. Jo- it was oh, a, yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. bottle of water and the knife. Yeah. He's hitting them. Yeah, <laughs> that's bad. That's your Batman. Yeah. Unlike the comic, it would have focused more on Bruce. Bruce uses mostly chemical based weapons when fighting, like the original Bill Finger Batman. Bruce Wayne gets his persona. Bruce Wayne gets his persona from an intertwined T and W on a ring he wore while fighting crime that was mistaken for a bat. Many key scenes from the comic are omitted from the script. That's just a difference. Clearly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Batmobile and Batcave are present. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Gordon has lived in Gotham for years and is trying to leave for the sake of his pregnant wife. Gordon's wife is renamed Anne. Carmine Falcone. Like, I, I don't <laughs> like, get stuff like that. Yeah. Like, why? Why? why let change it. Let's just call her in. Yeah. <laughs> Carmine Falcone is omitted from the script and Jillian B. Loeb would have replaced him as the master of the organized crime in the city. And Jillian? Oh. And Jillian was going to be in this movie? <laughs> and, sorry, I misheard oh. that. <laughs> Selena Kyle would have been African-American and would have had more prominent role. And also been his servant. <laughs> <laughs> She's named Lil Selena, I believe. Yeah. She basically just brings him coffee the whole time. <laughs> uh, Gordon's character would have been suicidal. The Batmobile would have been a Lincoln Continental. And there would have been many new characters. Because there's going to be a black guy driving it. 
it's got to be a Lincoln now, right? <laughs> Little Al's Auto Shop, right? That's right. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and I wonder why this movie didn't get made. And uh, there would have been many new characters that were not in the comic, so he just decided to scrap stuff from the comic and just invent stuff. Like, if you have your own Batman story to tell, I'm okay with that, but then don't <laughs> why call you, it year right? one. Like, that's... Why are you adapting a film and then not adapting anything? Right. I mean, I guess there was a guy named Batman in this version, right. but other than that, it's pretty different. So, anyway, that was Darren Aronofsky's Batman. You can go look at some concept art. I mean, it looked okay. It actually, it's funny, he had the really long ears, like, almost like the original Batman drawing, so it's like they used a really old school type I, look. I'm, I'm a proponent of long ears. Yeah. Now, I've never seen them done in film, so it might look ridiculous right. in real life, but in the comic books, yeah. I like I I, do like I really like the long, the kind of like yeah. arch toward each other mm-hmm. like i yeah I'm, I'm a i'm a fan of that yeah so i mean the art looks okay it's not like it uh, you know the concepts are pretty cool looking so go check them out online maybe we'll post a link to them but yeah aronofsky did not get that film <laughs> they were just like no that's a shame i never read that because i was like i kind of like the idea of a darren aronofsky batman right. like I, that sounds i yeah I, every without reading that everyone did i was in the same boat i'm like oh yeah. dark and kind of cr- like that could be a really cool tone to it but when you see the changes he wanted to make it's like i mean this is a guy making movies like mother and the fountain like this guy is making film that is not your standard film and he isn't just gonna make a batman movie like uh you know spielberg if he made a batman movie you know what i mean he's not gonna right. change a bunch of stuff he's gonna make a really good looking batman movie i think Aronof- spielberg would make an awful batman movie yeah i, I agree he, i think he'd make a good superman movie yeah, yeah. I think he'd make an awful Batman movie. That's true. That's I, I would agree. He's with just that. not. Uh, he's just not dark on the inside. Yeah, you know, like I, I don't think he has it in him. In the same way that you know they wanted him to make a James Bond movie, and he decided to do Raiders instead. Mm. And uh, I just I don't think he's got a James Bond movie in him either. I think he's. You can't have an auteur do a a james bond movie yeah you know when people talk about like quentin tarantino that would be awful no you have- he would come in and quentin tarantino up the joint right. like i don't i don't need james bond talking about how much he loved benny hill growing up or something you know what i mean like <laughs> right like i don't need it that's not what i'm here for right exactly so anyway uh yeah just stick to your stick to your art house darren aronofsky don't touch batman if that's well what based on the it. box office of mother i think he'll be sticking to <laughs> our house i don't okay. think he's in any danger after <laughs> noah and mother yeah. of them handing him the reins of suicide squad they well seeing how that movie turned out now i'm kind of thinking that maybe <laughs> it I couldn't watch. have been worse. yeah coming in at when darren aronofsky <laughs> says it couldn't be worse Hold my baby. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And rounding out the top 10. So just narrowly beating out Spider-Man Homecoming, who has now moved to the 11th spot. Wind River, who I I think I touched on that film last week. I did see it. It's an excellent film. It made $1.25 million, which is a 51% drop. It is now at $31 million on an $11 million budget. Like I said, it's excellent. Go see it. I know, Brad, you've seen it. Yeah, I loved it. It's it's one of the best of the year, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I Again, I really hope that it sticks around in, in people's memories for Oscar contention because it's early. It had an August release, and usually those films it's are- It's hard for movies this that get released this early to get attention, especially yeah, exactly. smaller movies. Yeah, and because think about it, the November-December release schedule is so rapid. There's so- I mean, that's where they dump all the Oscar bait, and so it's, it's not- I mean, this movie's an excellent movie, but when you have 15 to 20 new films in that time period it's hard to remember what you saw four or five right. months ago absolutely because like i think a movie that de- deserves some oscar love but will probably be forgotten because it came out in what february is uh is get out 
Yeah, I think if, if for nothing else, for best original screenplay. screenplay yep. I, wow, you know, like that, and they, I think there's a good chance that movie will be completely forgotten because one, it came out so long ago, and two, because it's a genre movie, sure. it's horror. They're going to overlook it, and they shouldn't. They oh. should not. I wow. still think that's my favorite film of the year so far. I forgot that I didn't even remember it came out this year. I saw yeah. it late. I didn't see it for the podcast, so I had just I checked it out on digital not that long ago. I finally got around to it, and it is such a good movie. Yeah, yeah. it is so good and. Uh, who it, uh, the guy didn't someone say maybe we were talking about it the the first guy you see in Get Out that's that's stolen off the street that's yeah. L in in the new Death, Death movie yep. Death Note that's interesting because I couldn't quite place the actor but I had seen Get Out recently before I watched Death Note right. and so I knew he looked really familiar but anyway that's an, that's another podcast we have if you want to hear our lovely opinion on Death Note I know Tom loved it so oh it was amazing check that out but for now that's the box office well thank you Kevin you're welcome so uh, I guess that's it for this episode let's go around the table and everybody can say where to find them. This is Brad. You can find me on ReviewSTL.com. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Uh, don't forget, if you want to continue the conversation online, you can find us at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers or at the League of Show Sharers on Facebook or on Twitter at Real Spoilers or just on our website, although you can't really continue a conversation there, at RealSpoilers.com or, should still work, DirtyPirateHookers.com. Always. Always. So, I think uh, we tied that up for 50 years. Did we pay woo, for that? Yeah. Right on. I, that's great, because when they finally make that Dirty Pirate Hookers movie... Oh, my gosh. Like, we'll be... Money. Well, you said the problem we're going to have is the first one will be Dirty Pirate Hooker, right? Oh. And then we'll be like, oh, crap. And then the sequel will come out, which will be Dirty Pirate Hookers. So we're going to have to wait. And then yeah. we got them by the balls. Right. And then they're they're not going to go back to Hooker. Like, it will probably be Dirty Pirate Hookers 3. Why Dirty go Pirate back Hooker? to a Hooker? Like, right. that's the whole point is variety. Right. You know, so, you want a sample. So once we hit the second film in the series, we right. should be should be smooth sailing. Exactly. Retirement, here we come. Here we come. So uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, coming up on the next one, we will talk about Kingsman Golden Circle. Shouldn't it be Kingsmen? Oh, like, well, I think because it's the name of a business. It just seems odd. Yeah. Kingsman. Kingsman. But Kingsmen is M-E-N. This is M-A-N. Yeah. yeah. But it's a name. It's not a, like, they're not the King's Men. It's like, King's Men is the name of the organization. But you're saying King's Men, but it's King's Man. Yeah. King's Men. Well, it's, <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I totally get it. I also. Thank God that. Josh Brolin isn't in this movie. <laughs> oh, I can only wish. We got uh, we got uh, True Grit Guy, though. That is true. <laughs> I, I. He'll never stop talking like I that. Would just somebody he, flip the switch? Did he have a stroke? Like, why does he talk like, like that I now? Mean, if you go watch old uh, Jeff Bridges movies, he doesn't. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't have the hillbilly mush mouth going on. Yeah, and he's a fantastic actor. Like, yeah. not, I mean, uh, what uh, what was the movie that I loved last year? I'm just, it's escaped me. The 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 American Western movie with. Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, uh, oh crap! Chris Pine, uh, Hell or High Water. Yeah, he was in that. He was oh, so great. good in, but like he talked like that. But that just, movie, all just, of a sudden, it, he just. Yeah. Ever since True Grit, he he talks like that. And so, again, we're not saying he's not a good actor or his performance, but it's interesting. I, I can't imagine it's a choice like like he's like, oh, I'm only going to take roles that happen to need that accent. Right. It's like he just, I guess that's him now. It's so weird. Yeah. It's so, so weird. I, and I wish, has there been any 
I don't think there's has there been analysis. any journalist that yeah. that took that like has looked into like when people talk about sometimes about like oh I I wish there was a Big Lebowski sequel no you don't no because not if he's gonna talk like that you don't like dude, how sure, weird like, would like, that be? like in the Big Lebowski he's like hey man like he's just totally he just like you can understand everything it's right. enunciated he just talks normal Jeff Bridges yeah you're right I forgot that I mean that's so long ago was that like ninety nine Big Lebowski was I think it's older than that is it really I think it's like ninety seven ninety nine I thought I thought it. It's right around that time. Yeah, I want to say ninety nine, but it's uh, we're approaching twenty years. Is, is ninety eight? Ninety eight. Okay, yeah, well, I thought it was older than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so almost twenty years old. Yeah. and uh, you're right. Yeah, he doesn't talk. So yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I remember it being True Grip because he did that and it made total sense for that movie. Yeah, and then I we think s- it was because it was True Grit, and then he rolled into that. Uh, the uh, the cowboy singing movie, Crazy Heart. yeah, Crazy, Crazy Heart. Heart, and it was like, okay, that okay. still makes sense. And then he did R.I.P.D., and you're like, okay, I guess like while you're in that that's, mode, right? Like, that's why that one was where it was the first one was really weird because like, yeah. oh, he's still talking, and but he's in like this futuristic, yeah. Uh, but it's okay. like, oh, okay, uh-huh. and then. Yeah, and then it and then it's you know, and then, then he, he played, did a Shakespeare film. He played and we're a British like, Butler. Yeah, and we're yeah. Like, hold on here, this doesn't quite work out. But oh, speaking of, just real quick, uh, I saw a preview before the movie for the Gary Oldman and the Churchill movie. Uh huh. Holy cow! Yeah, Gary Oldman oh. is like somebody needs to give me a goddamn yeah. Oscar, and they need to give it to me goddamn now. <laughs> That's what Gary yeah, Oldman is saying. Yeah, exactly. He's like, hello, the reason you're not giving me an Oscar is because I'm so good, you don't realize I'm in these movies. Yeah, right. Like, that's so, so, hey, everybody, over here, yeah. it's Gary Oldman, <laughs> this not is... looking like Gary Oldman, doing an un-Gary yeah. Oldman thing. This... I, I, I played Sid Vicious and Winston Churchill. Yeah. Wrap your head around yeah. that. This is <laughs> Gary Oldman in, give me an Oscar. Yes. Give me a GD Oscar for, for the poster, because, you know, you want, want yeah. people to buy tickets and be able to say yeah, that. Yeah, that's, but. you know. Well, maybe if it's R, I guess it doesn't matter. So, yeah. so, uh, so anyway, that's it uh, for this episode. Coming up on the next one, we'll talk about King's Man or King's Men's, <laughs> not starring Josh Brolin. Until then, you've been warned. Not a quill, I'll skirt my curse, of which I'm certain. I've lived a life that's full, and each and every highway, and not much more than this, I've lived Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Oh. Uh-huh.